This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, July 8th. A Camden woman was seriously injured in a golf cart accident Wednesday morning. As a 12-year-old girl was driving a Yamaha golf cart down a hill, the cart struck a curb and ejected 72-year-old Michelle Udy. Udy sustained serious injuries and was transported to University Hospital by helicopter. The first annual shootout for the shootout kicks off this weekend. On Sunday, beginner to advanced sporting clay shooters are welcomed to the Missouri Trap Association for a chance to win a Kohler shotgun. The 100-round event in Lynn Creek is to support shootout charities, and sign-ups are still open to the public. For interest in competing or sponsoring, more information can be found at lakeoftheozarkshootout.com. If you have a new driver out on the roads this summer, the Teen Defensive Driving Program may be just for them. The Be Responsible and Keep Everyone Safe program, or BREAKS, will be in Jefferson City Saturday and Sunday, offering free behind-the-wheel instruction from professionals. Top Fuel Drag Racing champion Doug Herbert has trained more than 50,000 teens to date with the program, and yours could be the next. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what, what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what, what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why it well it's because the news told us join professor jim paisley thursdays and saturdays at 6 a.m 2 p.m and 10 p.m for the true history professor program on 89.3 the key with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. Redbirds and Royals continue play tonight. They've got new series that get underway, both at home. The Cardinals at home against the Phillies. They played the Phillies just last weekend, losing two out of three on the road there. The Cardinals have been struggling of late. And the Royals back at home to open a weekend series against Cleveland. Of course, Cleveland now the Guardians. They used to be the Indians. I don't know why they have to keep up all this political correctness, but it'll be the Guardians in Kansas City to play the Royals for a three-game series starting tonight. NASCAR moving to Atlanta. They'll race there this weekend as the 13th different winner this year, Tyler Reddick, won the stop last weekend, Wisconsin. So with seven races left before the cutoff race at Daytona, there are currently 
three playoff positions available on points. Reddick's win last week bumped uh, the 10th place finisher, Kevin Harbick, below the playoff cut line last week. So, again, they'll be in Atlanta this weekend. Remember last weekend we were celebrating the July 4th holiday, the weekend, all that. They had that big hot dog eating contest. Joey Chestnut winning his 15th 4th of July hot dog eating contest. How many could you eat? At one sitting. Well, Mr. Chestnut took down 63, and that's not even his world record, which is 76. No hot dogs eating this weekend. NFL, the training camps are coming fast. Of course, the Chiefs will open training camp July 26th in St. Joe. Football, not that far off. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. That's right. He's pretty. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows, including the Classic Game of the Week. You can see it tonight. You can see Lake TV's Classic Game of the Week every Tuesday and Friday night at 8.32. Be sure to check it out. One of the great classic games from over the years on Lake TV. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7-365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology, employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting the key with your monthly donation.
Share your thoughts, ideas, and skills, maybe even a talent, on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. Hey there, it's 808. Good morning, and thanks for joining us. KB in the house, and uh, I hope you are in the house with me as well. And if you are, thank you so much for taking the time to make us a party of your day. 808, and, well, it says 80 degrees here, and that uh, is quite a jump from where we were just uh, here a short time ago. As we did have some rain move through, that was uh, nice to uh, water the grass and clean off the streets and uh, give the birds a a nice little shower. (laughs) It actually woke me up this morning listening to some of that uh, thunder and seeing some of the lightning as uh, it rolled through the area. Uh, But it was short-lived, as is uh, the case. And as we take a look at the weather forecast, again, a heat advisory in effect for today. A mix of clouds and sun, a stray shower or thunderstorm is possible, and a high today of around 95. That uh, rain chance, uh, very slim, at about 15%. Some clouds tonight, low of around 73. Morning clouds, then sunshine by uh, the afternoon tomorrow, a high of 87, a low 65. Sunny and 91 on Sunday with a low of 67, 98 the high, and sunny on Monday. Partly cloudy Tuesday with a high of 93. Sunshine and 92 on Wednesday, sunny and 94 on Thursday, sunny and 96 next Friday. And then for Aquapalooza here at the Lake of the Ozarks, sunny and hot, a high of 98. So make sure if you're going to be out there at Captain Ron's as a part of Aquapalooza that uh, you, yeah, you make sure you put on plenty of sunscreen. I think you know the drill. A, a nice wide-brimmed hat would probably work to your benefit as well. It's uh, going to be a fun event. It always is. Now that, uh, uh, again, if uh, you were unaware, they have moved that event to uh, over there at the 34-and-a-half-mile mark to Captain Ron's Bar and Grill. And I know the folks at uh, the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance are looking for patrol boats to uh, kind of keep an eye on things and make sure everyone is safe if you would like to... Uh, be a part of the patrol for Aquapalooza next Saturday. Don't forget to get a hold of our friend Donna Swall with the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance. We might even have her on to uh, talk briefly about what's going on and get an update with some of the events that they have planned for you throughout the rest of 2022. Looking at uh, some things that uh, we are going to be doing here this morning, we will take the opportunity next hour to talk with Dave Malpin the uh, author of the blog, Among the Dogwoods. He'll begin to give us an update on what's been going on with the Camden County Commission, possibly the School of the Osage School Board. But right now, let's take some time to welcome her in, Bev Allen with uh, Concerned Women for America of Missouri. And they've got a big event going on next weekend as well. And we'll take some time here this morning and uh, right now to talk with Bev about that. Bev, how are you this morning? Well, real good, KB. Um, it is wonderful to have some rain this morning. It's short-lived, but it's nice. <laughs> yes, it certainly is, and it was uh, it was very comfortable this morning uh, to to step outside. You don't walk outside and automatically feel like you've uh, stepped into a blast furnace. So, yes, you're absolutely right. What's uh, what's new? What's exciting? What's going on? Let's talk about it here this morning. Yeah, well, I think the last time we talked was the morning um, of the big decision. We had some good decisions coming out of the United States Supreme Court. And, of course, that day, the 24th of June, will live in our minds and hearts for a very long time um, with having the decision to turn back the abortion decision to the states where it belonged all the time. And it's been interesting to hear the other side just um, gnashing and wailing and gnashing of teeth um, and the lies that they're 
proclaiming in the public to scare everybody that their rights have been taken, you know. And, um, you know, I, um, they're trusting that people will only hear the headlines and will think that their right to abortion has been taken away by the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all their rights as a woman have been taken away, you know, not, not just the right to kill your child, but all the other rights that women have um, have attained and probably even the right to vote they're threatening. But it's really sad. Um, but we just have to keep on uh, speaking the truth that, no, this is in the states, and Missouri became the first um, state in the country to uh, become uh, abortion-free, if you will, and ban abortion because um, uh, we had the trigger law, and it went into effect when Attorney General Schmidt um, he did some kind of proclamation to the reviser of statutes, and we became the first state in the union to um, ban abortions here in Missouri. So we can hang our, uh, we can hold our head high and and um, be very happy. Of course, we know that Illinois and Kansas are um, bastions of abortion freedom, and um, so we still have to make abortion unthinkable. You know, this has always been the opportunity. The last 50 years have been the opportunity to minister to women who are in crisis and um, to help them, and we have crisis pregnancy centers all over the country. Many of them are being attacked by the other side now, um, and sadly, the um, pro-deathers have wanted to shut down these crisis pregnancy centers who were only open to help a woman who did want to keep her baby. Um, so it's just, again, all based on lies, their side, and we just keep on keeping on, you know, helping the woman. Um, and um, we will continue to do that and continue to teach the, um, the value of human life mm-hmm. and make abortion unthinkable. And so there we go. So, but we'll have to see. You know, there'll be some things legislatively and maybe at our own Missouri Supreme Court that we're going to have to address because the other side um, is frantic. But we can rejoice because this is the first time for 50 years that we've been um, where we should be, where the states are in, in charge of their crime. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we had this big... Uh, event. I'm really excited. July 16th is going to give me a break from door knocking because it has been really hot to door knock for worthy candidates, but I'm always happy to do so because um, the hardest, well, uh, it's really difficult to be a candidate if you're doing it for the right reason. Um, and even more difficult than that is being the candidate's spouse because uh, um, it's um, horrible what a candidate for public office, whether it's local, especially in the state and um, federal, um, go through now the accusations and the lies and, and such. So, um, and the hard work, it's hard work. But um, so I'm always happy to jump in and encourage others to jump in, find a worthy candidate and um, help that candidate to um uh, win, you mm-hmm. know, or do your very best. And we, ha- you know, and they did, you know, we don't have to have a lot of money, especially in the state rep or in state senate campaign. If you have a solid team of volunteers, 10 to 20 people who will just um, give their all for a couple of months, um, that can make a difference. So I urge anybody listening, you know, we only have three weeks. And so you're not committing your life away. You're only committing the next three weeks. So you can find a worthy candidate and um, get involved. Um, there's door knocking or phone calling or um, just all kinds of things to do. And then on election day, you can help them at the outside the polling place if you're not already signed up to be an election judge. We haven't talked about that a whole lot. So no. 
Um, you know, the county clerks are always looking for people to fill the election judge spots, and so that I'm sure if you call your county clerk, um, they could even find a spot for you, even for the August election, for sure for November. So um, I will try to remind people off and on in the next few, you know, people who are concerned about election integrity, being an election judge in your own county, you're on the inside and you can see what's happening. And you can, um, so that's, sure. that's our first you know, uh, here's, what's in, here's what's interesting about that. I think this, uh, uh, the August 2nd primary, is going to be so closely watched. Uh, I mean, there's just going to be tons and tons and tons of eyes on uh, how this whole thing goes down, who wins, who loses, and uh, I'm sure we'll probably hear some stories after the fact about uh, a fraud or, or what have you. But I think this is going to be one that they really, really, really keep an eye on leading up to uh, what's going on with the general election in November, and uh, we'll see how things play out. I'm, I'll tell you what I'm, I'm more concerned about than anything else is that when uh, November, the uh, I believe it's November the 8th, when that particular election rolls around, if we don't uh, seem like we've kind of gone back to uh, COVID protocol where they're telling a lot of people to stay home and, uh, you know, just vote from home, mail-in balloting and things like that. So uh, I would say that uh, it's, it's, it's going to be up in the air at this point. And don't be surprised if we uh, all of a sudden have another, uh, have another COVID event that uh, people say, well, now don't go to your polling place. So you don't want to don't want to get COVID. You don't want to pass it if you've got it. But uh, we'll 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 watch it closely. That's just kind of the cynic in me, just a little bit, Bev. Well, and, and you keep on talking about that because maybe we will be a little bit more resistant this time around when that comes. Mm-hmm. Because I agree, there will be some shenanigans that are being pulled to keep people um, from voting. And thankfully, with the um, election law that was just signed into law, um, we don't have drop boxes. We don't have mail-in ballots here in Missouri. They're prohibited. Um, we do have two weeks of early voting. So, hey, take advantage of that. that in November, that is. It won't mm-hmm. go into effect until August 28th. Um, so a person can go into their own county clerk's office and vote in person um, with no excuse. You don't even have to have the excuse of you're afraid to vote because of COVID. You can just <laughs> go in and vote. Right. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's um, there's no um, there's no end to the shenanigans that the other side will try to pull to keep people from from voting in, in November. So we're um, you're right in keeping that up front and, and remind people always so that we can resist and maybe push back a little bit more than we did that first time. The first time it caught us all off guard. Yes. But after well, what was this first after 15 days, we all started saying, "Hey, wait a second. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? right. But um, but sadly, but fear, but people um, are fearful. And um, when it's their health or the health of their loved ones, they they became even more fearful. So hopefully we've learned a lot and can go forward. Um, and also, um, there's going to be some voter guides available um, real soon. Um, iVoterGuide is a an Internet-provided um, source of this year, they're going to have the information on the federal, of course, the U.S. Senate candidates for the Republican, well, for all the, no, actually for the Republican nomination, they just vetted the Republican candidates who are running for the Republican nomination. Of course, the congressional districts, and then every state Senate and state rep race. So we have many open seats in this in our Missouri General Assembly. So there'll be many um, districts that 
there'll be several candidates running. So they can go to iVoterGuide. Right now they can go to iVoterGuide. I'm sorry, iVoterGuide.com and sign up, um, put in their address so that when the um, voter guide is complete, probably by the 15th is the target date, then they'll receive an email with their ballot on it and their own state rep and state signature, you know, um, candidates and such. So I would encourage um, the listeners to go to iVoterGuide.com and sign up for that email so that they can get um, the recommendations because um, several panelists have worked very hard for, for several months to, to vet candidates that had the information. And then what we're going to do, I hope, you know, like last April, um, we kind of had a clearinghouse where I just asked friends from all over the all over the state to send in their recommendations for their school board candidates. So we're going to do that the same um, this for the August election, my friends and counties all over the all over the state, because you know every election is local, you know county. So there's county commissioners and mm-hmm. there's county sheriffs and and all those people that are running and you know, judges and such. So we're counting for people um, be on the ground in their own county to give us the information, um, their recommendations of the locals, so that we can post those uh, along with the um, state reps and state senators and federal. Absolutely. So we're going to have that. It's going to you know it's going to be a hodgepodge this time, but as we every election. Um, it goes on. We're going to get a little bit more professional in it and um, and have a place for people to go um, for um, these um, from school board races and mayor races all the way up to um, the um, federal. So anyway, so we're look forward. Um, my Facebook page will have that, and of course, Missouri Right to Life has their um, um, recommendations, their endorsements out on their website, MissouriLife.com. No, I'm sorry, MissouriLife.org. So that's another source of um, um, who who they endorsed in each race regarding the the pro-life issue. Right. Let's uh, so let's plenty uh, of information out there. Sure, sure there is. And uh, while we have uh, while we have you here, and we've got a few minutes, let's uh, talk a little bit about what's coming up next Saturday. Yes, I'm so looking forward to it because um, you know two of our most important issues that we're dealing with, you know, the gender identity um, and the um, critical race theory. We're having a conference in Nevada, Missouri on Saturday, July 16th, and it doesn't start until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So that's the way people from around the state can make the trip, drive the wonderful drive to Nevada, and um, um, be a part of that conference. We're going to have Dr. Alan Branch, who's just an expert um, and such a great heart on this issue. So he will. Um, we've had him speak several times, and, and he's been very, very popular, and so we're so thankful that he's going to be able to come share his presentation and his heart on the gender and sexuality issues with us. Um, and then Dr. Mary Byrne, who is also a, an expert when it comes to many things, education, her doctorate is in ed- education, and um, she will be bringing her presentation on the history of the critical race theory, its Marxist ties, and what um, is being done in the state of Missouri. So that's going to be at the Enchanted Prairie Farm in Nevada, Missouri. You can go to our um, Facebook event page and get all the information and how to register. There's no no charge for the conference, but we would like to know that you're coming so that we can um, make sure we have plenty of room for everybody. And we do hope that 
people will make the even a two-hour drive to come because it would be well worth it for these two wonderful experts on in their field, and um, it would just be a, a great time. So please come. Well, again, it sounds like uh, you folks have got uh, quite uh, a bit of... Uh, of different uh, things going on here. I, I will say that, uh, you know, we, we want to watch so closely the, uh, the method and uh, the methodology behind uh, the voting situation this go around. Again, I just, uh, I, I, I don't know what direction things are going to go as far as the left is concerned, but I would imagine if, uh, and, and, and there was, there was uh, a lot of concern that uh, in November that the, uh, the House and the Senate, as far as uh, the U.S. Uh, House and the U.S. Senate, uh, are going to flip over and, and maybe go Republican. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we uh, indeed endure some of these uh, uh, these um, claims by the left that uh, maybe, as you mentioned, they, there, there might be some shenanigans. They might be the ones who are indeed... Uh, promoting the shenanigans theory, depending on how things go. I know here in the state of Missouri, you've got 33 candidates running for uh, that uh, U.S. Senate seat that will be vacated by Roy Blunt. And uh, I think it's, uh, what, 22 Republicans and 11 Democrats. So that's going to be interesting on August to see how all of that plays out. And as you mentioned, local elections as well. Uh, We've got uh, a very tight race, I'm sure, uh, in this area at this point for uh, Camden County Presiding Commissioner. Uh, You're looking at uh, Camden County Prosecuting Attorney. Uh, You mentioned the circuit clerks. There are uh, two ladies uh, running for that particular office. So uh, we've got uh, some judges that are going to be running as well. And so you've got got a lot going on here on August the 2nd. And it's so very important to make sure people take the opportunity to get out and vote. That is just, I, I can't say enough about how important this election is going to be and how it's going to set the table for November. So uh, definitely make it a point to, uh, to to learn about the candidates. Take the time. You've got plenty of time from now until August the 2nd, or if you're going to be doing some early voting or absentee ballots or, or however you plan on doing it. But to do your research and, and also look at some of the things that are going to be on the ballot, some ballot issues that uh, you may or may not be familiar with because – as is the case, you're going to be inundated. I don't know about you, but somehow they found their way onto my cell phone. I was uh, I was uh, at, at home the other day, and and my cell phone uh, buzzed, and I looked over, and it was uh, was uh, an anti Eric Greitens ad, and I'm like, how in the world do these people even get my information? Well, I'm sure, much like uh, a lot of different folks, there's ways to obtain it, ways to buy it, but. Um, more importantly, do your research, folks, because that is exactly the one thing that it it, it always, it, you know, you want to talk about voter fraud. Uh, I would say voter misinformation is, is a big part of the problem when you talk about getting out and uh, electing uh, various officials. It seems to me anyway that a lot of people buy into what they see and what they read and what they hear, and they don't take the time to do the research on their own. Yeah, it's very, um, and, you know, I'm so glad you mentioned the local because people do not understand how very important the local and how much greater your voice is. You're, when you go in to vote in August, mm-hmm. um, you know, the U.S. Senate race, you'll be one of hundreds of thousands of votes. 
but when you're voting for your presiding commissioner, you'll be one of maybe, what, 10,000 votes, I'm just guessing. But, you know, your your vote just increases, your value of your vote increases exponentially when it comes to the local level. And those people determine how you, what your how your life is really going to be lived. Yeah. You know, the federal government yeah. is big and is, you know, but, um, you know, it, your local um, governments really determine how you're going to live locally, and they're very important. And, um, and it's very easy to, to find out. You know, we have so many different ways now to find out about the candidates and such. But, but the local is, is key. And, um, don't, and we always, you know, been saying for years that August is the election uh, because those candidates that are picked, that are chosen in August, mm-hmm. are the candidates that are going to be in the ballot in November. Right. And so many of the districts are so partisan already that whoever wins that partisan nomination will be that next whatever. And um, so it's uh, exciting times. And, um, you know, I, we were talking about um, the candidates. I thought, you know, in America, you know, we have, what you said, 22 candidates for the, um, for the U.S. Senate race, and it, it seems a little bit silly to have that many. But, my goodness, you can do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, chances of, uh, ups, uh, you know, upsetting um, a, a big race like that is, is pretty slim. But if you have, you know, you know, locally and at the state level, have have a team of volunteers. You right. can still outdo the money just by having the people. So we still have that opportunity here in America, and let's just work it for all we can. Absolutely. Bev Allen with Concerned Women for America of Missouri. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time, and we'll talk to you back here again in uh, about two weeks. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much. You bet. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. 829, closing in on 830. I, I, again, when it comes to the election aspect of things, uh, money seems to be the thing that uh, normally rules the roost in terms of who gets their message out there more so than, uh, you know, the guy that just decided one day, you know, I'd like to run for, uh, I'd like to run for a local office or I'd like to run for a state office, or maybe they have aspirations of, of running for, uh, something on the federal level, but you know, hats off to all those people who have, uh, thrown their hat, uh, into the ring and have decided to, uh, to make a run for it. Why not? At least hear them out, hear what they're all about. 8.30 is our time. We've got uh, some time to talk with you on the other side of our information break here at the bottom of the hour. And that includes news from lakeexpo.com and Stacy Johnson. We'll also hear from Chris Schneider getting the table set, so to speak, for the weekend as far as uh, baseball and uh, NASCAR and some other events of interest. And we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on The Daily Show on Key Radio. Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, July 8th. A Camden woman was seriously injured in a golf cart accident Wednesday morning. As a 12-year-old girl was driving a Yamaha golf cart down a hill, the cart struck a curb and ejected 72-year-old Michelle Udy. Udy sustained serious injuries and was transported to University Hospital by helicopter. The first annual Shootout for the Shootout kicks off this weekend. On Sunday, beginner to advanced sporting clay shooters are welcomed to the Missouri Trap Association for a chance to win a Kohler shotgun. The 100-round event in Lynn Creek is to support shootout charities, and sign-ups are still open to the public. For interest in competing or sponsoring, more information can be found at lakeofthezarkshootout.com. 
If you have a new driver out on the roads this summer, the Teen Defensive Driving Program may be just for them. The Be Responsible and Keep Everyone Safe program, or BREAKS, will be in Jefferson City Saturday and Sunday, offering free behind-the-wheel instruction from professionals. Top Fuel Drag Racing Champion Doug Herbert has trained more than 50,000 teens to date with the program, and yours could be the next. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. Redbirds and Royals continue play tonight. They've got new series that get underway, both at home. The Cardinals at home against the Phillies. They played the Phillies just last weekend, losing two out of three on the road there. The Cardinals have been struggling of late. And the Royals back at home to open a weekend series against Cleveland course Cleveland now the Guardians they used to be the Indians I don't know why they have to keep up all this political correctness but it'll be the Guardians in Kansas City to play the Royals for a three-game series starting tonight NASCAR moving to Atlanta they'll race there this weekend as the 13th different winner this year Tyler Reddick won the stop last weekend Wisconsin so with seven races left before the cutoff race at Daytona there are currently Three playoff positions available on points. Reddick's win last week bumped uh, the 10th place finisher, Kevin Harbick, below the playoff cut line last week. So, again, they'll be in Atlanta this weekend. Remember last weekend we were celebrating the July 4th holiday, the weekend, all that. They had that big hot dog eating contest. Joey Chestnut winning his 15th 4th of July hot dog eating contest. How many could you eat? At one sitting. Well, Mr. Chestnut took down 63, and that's not even his world record, which is 76. No hot dogs eating this weekend. NFL, the training camps are coming fast. Of course, the Chiefs will open training camp July 26th in St. Joe. Football, not that far off. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. That's right. He's pretty. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows, including the Classic Game of the Week. You can see it tonight. You can see Lake TV's Classic Game of the Week every Tuesday and Friday night at 8.32. Be sure to check it out. One of the great classic games from over the years on Lake TV. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7-365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. Our underwriters are who makes the programming possible on Key Radio. And thank you to Victoria Station. 
Misty Atkinson talks about the history of Victoria Station and how you might have to just use your nose with some of the unique products they offer at Victoria Station. The Victoria Station has been around for 37 years now. We're a family-owned business. We've been in our location for 27. We're veteran-owned, family-run. We carry lots of different product categories, from greeting cards to home fragrances, uh, lamps, potpourri. There are certain products that you have to smell. Those home fragrance things, the candles, the potpourri lines, the fragrance oils, that, yeah, you need to smell it to see if that's what you want your own home to smell like. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. Hey, all right, 838 is our time, and thank you so much for... uh, Joining us on The Daily Show, still to come this morning, Dave Maupin joins us in the 9 o'clock hour with, uh, of course, his take on what's happening with the Camden County Commission among the dogwoods. Also, a quick reminder of uh, some things going on. I mentioned uh, the fact that next week is Aquapalooza. Well, tonight is Hot Summer Nights on the Bagnell Dam Strip. And uh, we're dedicating the uh, night to all of those off-road vehicles. If you kick up the dirt, if you kick up the mud... We'd like you to bring your vehicle down to the beautiful and historic Bagnell Dam Strip uh, this evening and enjoy uh, a night on the Strip with hot summer nights. Of course, they're going to have a couple of special guests. Actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're going to have three uh, special guests. They're going to have the mascots from the Springfield Cardinals. You can uh, do some photo ops there. Also, um, I believe Ariel, if, if I heard correctly, Ariel from the Little Mermaid will be on the Bagnell Dam Strip uh, coming up uh, this evening as well. It is uh, 5 until 10, rain or shine. We do it the second Friday of every month, May through September. Hot summer nights, bring the family out, have some good old-fashioned family fun, and enjoy uh, what they've got going on. It'll be nice to have some folks to entertain the kiddos. You never know who's going to to be there. Uh, Charcoal Chuck is also somebody who shows up at Hot Summer Nights. And Charcoal Chuck does uh, portraits and a lot of other things. He will, uh, I believe, do a portrait of your young'un for free if they are 10 or under. But uh, look for Charcoal Chuck down there tonight. And the last couple of uh, months, we've had the folks that are working on a uh, project to save the Swinging Bridge in Brumley. And we were out there, uh, Bill Mulder and I were out there not too terribly long ago. I've been trying to get these folks on the air to talk about their event 
and uh, they do set up shop from time to time during hot summer nights. And uh, normally, it's right there on the other end of Summer USA from where I am. And we invite people to come out and. Uh, you know, if you want to bring your hot rod, that's perfectly fine. We hope that you'll you'll do that. Get a lot of hot rods and muscle cars and classic cars. And our friends from the Corvette Club show up. And, uh, again, we're inviting anyone and everyone who has uh, an off-road vehicle. If you like kicking up the dirt, if you like kicking up the mud, come on down and uh, show off your vehicle tonight at Hot Summer Nights. Again, it is 5 until 10, rain or shine. It's always uh, a lot of fun. 8.40 is our time. We had fun last night, man. We went out to um, uh, Jones Outpost, which has been in Montreal, Missouri, for a whole lot of years. Well, they closed the doors there not too terribly long ago, and they moved to Osage Beach, now located in the former bullpen location. It is Jones Chop House. And last night, uh, we were among a host of uh, great folks that showed up. And they are having their, uh, what they call, soft open, I believe. Uh, last night was the very first night. And they're going to have it again on, I believe, Friday and Saturday. Uh, tonight, tomorrow night, and maybe Sunday. But they're having a soft open so that the staff can get acclimated with what they have going on. I will tell you, last night we went and uh, saw a whole lot of uh, friends. And we enjoyed uh, some great beverages and also some great food, which Jones Outpost, if you know anything about them, Michael Jones is uh, uh, is the master. He and his staff, uh, they can create some uh, pretty awesome dishes. And so I had my uh, my favorite. Anytime I go to Jones Outpost, we always get, or I always get, the chicken livers with mushrooms. And you get a nice uh, side of mashed potatoes and gravy and some green beans. But I also had the bison meatballs last night. The bison meatballs. And if you've never had bison, it's obviously very lean. And it does have kind of a different flavor. But, man, they were good. My wife had uh, some devil eggs as an appetizer. Of course, you get that nice bread they bring out. Get uh, a little bread to uh, to, to kind of take the edge off. But uh, last night we were there for uh, a while, and as I said, we saw a lot of cool people and enjoyed some great food, and we just had a nice evening, and it was nice to see the uh, bullpen, uh, that location being utilized, but uh, look for Jones Chop House to be a staple there on uh, KK and Osage Beach, and as I said, they're doing the soft open. Uh, they started last night, and uh, they're running for at least the next couple of nights anyway, so if you uh, would like to be a part of that soft open, uh, you might call and uh, see if you can get yourself on the uh, the list for reservations or whatever you need to do there. But it was definitely nice, and the food was excellent, as always. 8.42. So I was reading this. I, I started reading the article, and then down about midway on the page, it uh, has a headline. And the headline simply says, let me see if I can find it here real quick. It says, uh, uh, where did it go? Here it is right here. It says, Prosecutor, Berkeley man charged in woman's murder used bat, B-A-T, a bat. Now, had he used a firearm, we'd be hearing about it. But since he used a bat, it's not really newsworthy. The mainstream media will not pick up on this and run with it because he used a bat. And then while I was reading this, and I was kind of thinking about it just a little bit. I thought, well, are we going to start regulating the use of bats? You're only allowed to use a baseball bat or a softball bat or a cricket bat 
<laughs> on a baseball or softball or cricket field, you can't you can't openly carry a bat like uh, oh I don't know. What other reason would you have for wanting to use a bat other than hurting someone or you know playing baseball or softball or something along those lines? But as is the case, again, the only, and, and I hate to say it like this, but the only news stories that are getting any real uh, exposure are instances where someone has used a firearm for some reason or another. I don't know if you heard about the former uh, Japanese prime minister. He was assassinated. Uh, a 41-year-old man assassinated him while he was giving a speech. But you don't, you just don't hear about uh, things like people using a brick or people using a bat or people using a board to hurt someone or kill them. It's now all centered on firearms, and with good reason, because they want to do everything they can to stigmatize people that own firearms. You're a bad person. Well, you own a firearm. Why do you own a firearm? Why do you have to have a gun? Why do you have to have a rifle? Why do you have to have a, an AR-15? Because I can. Well, you know... All you do is heighten the opportunity for someone to come in your home and, 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 and take your firearm. Well, no, no, not at all. Not if I keep it stored properly. Not if I don't tell them where it's at. They'd have to come in and look around for it. And by that time, if I'm home, more than likely I will have possession of it, and they will not be a threat in my home for very long. But, again, the news is just littered with Incidents of people using firearms for one reason or another. And it uh, it really kind of boggles the mind. I, I, I guess I say it boggles the mind. It boggles my mind. But it's like a lot of other things, you know. The media gets a hold of it and says, now, firearms are not good to have around for any reason. You'll, you'll be safer without a firearm because your kids could get it and, and, and shoot somebody or shoot themselves. Or someone could break into your home and steal it. Or, you know, somebody comes in your home and you're not sure who it is and you don't bother to check and you reach for your firearm and uh, there's a tragedy because you ended up killing a, a friend or a loved one or something along those lines. So anything they can do to add to the already crazy atmosphere that we live in uh, about firearms they're going to do. And they're going to try to dissuade people from purchasing firearms uh, for any number of reasons. 847. 78 degrees, by the way. 95 the high, 77 the low. Could see a stray shower today. But the uh, story that I was originally looking at here, and that is Missouri Commission approves $10 billion dollars uh, for, uh, for this plan for roads and bridges, $10 billion. The Missouri Highways and Transportation Commission approved a five-year plan earlier this week to invest billions into the state's roads and bridges. The commission approved a plan to make $10 billion worth of federal and state revenue available 
from 2023 to 2027, around $7.65 billion is budgeted for road and bridge construction. Uh, these contractor awards. The budget also includes $100 million from the Governor's Rural Route Program, which will uh, aim to improve low-volume roads. It says here the plan is expected to help the Missouri Department of Transportation identify and follow up on preventative maintenance improvements for more than 34,000 miles of roads and 10,400 bridges in the state. So this is money that essentially will go towards state roads, state uh, maintained bridges. It would certainly be nice if they made some of that money available to cities and counties as well. But just a few years ago, our STIP made available a fraction of this program with only $2.6 billion, said MoDOT Director Patrick McKenna. The new STIP, our largest to date, is quite an achievement that has taken the collective uh, efforts of policymakers, state leaders, and the leadership of the commission, which has held firm on the need for resources to do uh, projects our citizens expect us to do. By working with planning partners across the state and listening to the needs of the communities we serve, We've made these plans to take care of this massive system. The site says uh, around 73% of every dollar MoDOT receives for upgrades comes from motor fuel taxes. For a look at some of MoDOT's goals, you can go to their website, and uh, you can see the step. And then you can see this, uh, I guess, this current step that they've got put together, but uh, $10 billion for roads and bridges from 2023 to 2027. Obviously, roads and bridges play uh, a vital role in uh, getting goods and services to you, to me, and, uh, of course, those vehicles that travel through our state so those goods and services can get to other places as well. And I wonder, essentially, what prompted this. Sometimes I wonder if, like, a, a legislator isn't driving to uh, work or going someplace and they see some nasty roads, and the first thing they do when they get back to work is, well, we need to get all of this uh, taken care of. I think we need to start committing more money to roads and bridges, which is something I think uh, MoDOT has been trying to do. But uh, as far as things go, this uh, $10 billion, I wonder how much of it will be available to counties, to cities, in order for them to uh, get some of it and uh, put it to good use fixing up the roads. Would certainly be nice, right? Saw a story here as well this morning. This is from uh, Cleveland.com. Talks about exploring the real Lake of the Ozarks. TV fiction aside, Missouri's Grand Lake is a haven for sporting types and family fun. As the summer sun slips behind sunken clouds framing the Lake of the Ozarks, we optimistically spy a neon sign outside the Alhana Resort and Marina and wait for it to ignite into a burst of lustrous scion. The uh, sign bears the name the Blue Cat Lodge, hearkening to... The hit Netflix series Ozark, Alhana, is the genesis of the crime drama. Uh, 
It was written, I don't know if you knew this or not, but it was written, the screenwriter worked as a dockhand. And uh, it says here, at in his youth, at the comfortable, somewhat dated lake retreat. As uh, we're about to pull out the resort's parking lot uh, and head back to our condo, electricity flows through the sign, camera in hand. We spring from our vehicle to capture the moment. Goes on to say, like many others who've watched the show, we were intrigued by the prospect of visiting this hearty slice of the American Midwest. We set out on a family vacation to explore the region's many water activities, natural wonders, and tourist attractions, and to separate fact from fiction, which is very interesting because when a lot of people get here, they're looking for the things and the people that they see <laughs> on the show. And and I apologize, folks. I have never watched one episode of Ozark. Maybe that makes me crazy. Maybe it makes me unique. Maybe it, uh, you know, maybe it just makes me think that it's a TV show, and don't take it so seriously. Goes on to say here, the real lake of the Ozarks, unsurprisingly, is not a whole lot, uh, a whole lot like the show. Wild t- tales of drug dealing, money laundering, and gang violence may draw TV crowds, but uh, the lake, as locals call it, is the real deal for water enthusiasts, nature lovers, thrill seekers, and those who just want to get away. And over the better course of a week, our family of four found it to be an enjoyable vacation destination, a place where locals know how to navigate the lake and welcome those who do not. We found nothing but friendly folks who often called us hun or love, even darling, which was, well, kind of nice. The lake is very touristy, but also very homey, said employee Austin Peterson inside Alhana's Bobber's Restaurant and Lounge, which new owners have uh, recast as the Blue Cat Lounge after acquiring the Blue Cat Lodge uh, sign from the set designer of Ozark earlier this year. We see thousands of tourists who come here over four months, but in the fall, all the kids go back to school and life returns to normal. Community is really important here. And then they have some, uh, some pictures of the resort it said, uh, with nary a drug kingpin in sight, we spent several days at the Mammoth Lake, which undulates like a serpent through the low hills of the Ozarks. The TV series was primarily filmed in Georgia, although it included several overhead establishing shots of the lake region, one of which, Lover's Leap. And that uh, property has been sold. With those images of inspiration... We hopped on board a helicopter operated by Lake Ozark Helicopters, which offers several aerial tours showcasing the natural and man-made marvels of the Ozarks. We chose the ultimate tour, which lasts 20 minutes and covers 25 miles. I see them fly over the house all the time on their way to Hahataka. Shortly after takeoff, we viewed the Bagnell Dam, which blocks the Osage River to form the lake. The stirred water fuels the Osage Energy Center and produces electricity for local residents and businesses. We fly over lavish homes in Millionaire's Cove and count four golf courses before our pilot points out Hahataka State Park, Lake of the Ozark State Park, and the site of a proposed casino. (laughs) Most impressive is the lake's expanse. At 55,000 acres, it boasts more shoreline, 
than the whole coast of California, as Ozark character Marty Bird once pleaded at gunpoint, referencing a Missouri tourism guide. We hear this proclamation multiple times throughout our trip. We get locals who say, I just want to go up and see what I don't see. You look across the lake and you see your buddy's house, but you don't see how big everything is. Once you're up there, you can see how it goes on for miles. It says, on ground, we uh, set up base camp in Osage Beach, just as the Bird family fictitiously did, but in a comfy condo instead of a sprawling lakefront house. We still had a nice view of the lake. And across the water was Dog Days Bar and Grill, where local bands belted out rock music into the night. And it kind of goes on from there. But nice little article regarding the Lake of the Ozarks. And so thanks to those folks with uh, Cleveland.com for uh, coming out and enjoying the lake. Sounds to me like they had a pretty good time. Talking about a lot of different things, uh, the dam, the strip. Uh, it says great state parks, uh, all about the lake. So just a very nice article referring to the beautiful Lake of the Ozarks, the land of the magic dragon. 857. We are uh, getting close to air show time, and I have uh, reached out to Casey Cloak over at the Camdenton Chamber, and hopefully next week she'll be able to come in and uh, start talking about it. Uh, my good friend Aaron Hupp, who is, well, I'm her sidekick for this particular event. Um, uh, and uh, some of the uh, pilots that are going to be involved in the event, one of which uh, is the gentleman who flies during the shootout. They race the the. The pit special races the boat, and that's always kind of a great precursor. That that, that does what it uh, needs to do in order to get people interested in what's going on and to uh, start really getting the juices flowing for the, uh, the air show. And now that they've got another 1,000 uh, feet on the runway out there in Camdenton, it will be interesting to see who is coming this year. Maybe we'll get some... Uh, some more acts or some different acts. Brian Carell, Bob Richards, a couple of uh, favorites at the air show. I miss the air boss, though. My buddy Gordon Evans, who was the air boss for uh, the show for a lot of years when it was first, uh, first getting off the ground, no pun intended. But uh, I still, I still keep in touch with Gordo and uh, he was working for the FAA. I, I believe he's retired, living out there somewhere around Palm de Terre or something like that. He and his uh, wonderful wife, Tammy, uh, they moved out of, uh, they were living in close to, I think they were in the Kansas City metropolitan area, but they've moved out of that area and have a nice uh, home, beautiful home. And so uh, good luck, Gordo, but we miss you, buddy. We sure do. 8.59, as we close in on the top of the hour, we'll get ready for information from Stacy Johnson, from Chris Schneider. Of course, you're welcome to partake with a phone call at 573-633-5395. We'll get to our uh, opportunity to talk with Dave Malpin. Dave, uh, of course, a weekly guest on the program, and he authors Among the Dogwoods. If you haven't signed up for the blog yet, you need to do that. You certainly do. I will tell you that uh, we are ready to roll and to get you into 
the top of the hour information break. It is officially, officially 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast. And uh, here is exactly what you've been looking for. News from LakeExpo.com, sports with Lake TV, and uh, we're back with more of The Daily Show coming up on Key Radio. This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson. And this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, July 8th. A Camden woman was seriously injured in a golf cart accident Wednesday morning. As a 12-year-old girl was driving a Yamaha golf cart down a hill, the cart struck a curb and ejected 72-year-old Michelle Udy. Udy sustained serious injuries and was transported to University Hospital by helicopter. The first annual shootout for the shootout kicks off this weekend. On Sunday, beginner to advanced sporting clay shooters are welcome to the Missouri Trap Association for a chance to win a Kohler shotgun. The 100-round event in Lynn Creek is to support shootout charities, and sign-ups are still open to the public. For interest in competing or sponsoring, more information can be found at lakeoftheozarkshootout.com. If you have a new driver out on the roads this summer, the team defensive driving program may be just for them. The Be Responsible and Keep Everyone Safe program, or breaks will be in Jefferson City Saturday and Sunday, offering free behind-the-wheel instruction from professionals. Top Fuel Drag Racing champion Doug Herbert has trained more than 50,000 teams to date with the program, and yours could be the next. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it, the problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what, what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why. It, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor program on 89.3 The Key. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. Redbirds and Royals continue play tonight. They've got new series that get underway, both at home. The Cardinals at home against the Phillies. They played the Phillies just last weekend, losing two out of three on the road there. The Cardinals have been struggling of late. And the Royals back at home to open a weekend series against Cleveland. Of course, Cleveland now the Guardians. They used to be the Indians. I don't know why they have to keep up all this political correctness, 
but it'll be the Guardians in Kansas City to play the Royals for a three-game series starting tonight. NASCAR moving to Atlanta. They'll race there this weekend as the 13th different winner this year, Tyler Reddick, won the stop last weekend, Wisconsin. So with seven races left before the cutoff race at Daytona, there are currently three playoff positions available on points. Reddick's win last week bumped uh, the 10th place finisher, Kevin Harbick, below the playoff cut line last week. So again, they'll be in Atlanta this weekend. Remember last weekend we were celebrating the July 4th holiday, the weekend, all that. They had that big hot dog eating contest. Joey Chestnut winning his 15th 4th of July hot dog eating contest. How many could you eat at one sitting? Well, Mr. Chestnut took down 63, and that's not even his world record, which is 76. No hot dogs eating this weekend. NFL, the training camps are coming fast. Of course, the Chiefs will open training camp July 26th in St. Joe. Football, not that far off. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. That's right. He's pretty. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows, including the classic game of the week. You can see it tonight. You can see Lake TV's classic game of the week every Tuesday and Friday night at 8.32. Be sure to check it out. One of the great classic games from over the years on Lake TV. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7-365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station. Featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology, employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting the key with your monthly donation.
Share your thoughts, ideas, and skills, maybe even a talent, on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. Good morning. 908 is our time, and thank you for joining us. It is our number two of the Friday edition of The Daily Show. And I'll tell you what, I don't know. It seems like the weather was just beautiful this morning, and now it's sun's trying to pop back out, and it's going to warm up. We're looking for a high today of around 95, maybe a stray shower or thunderstorm. And we'll drop down to about 77, 78 for the overnight low. Maybe see a few clouds move through. Tomorrow looks uh, a little bit more comfortable with some morning clouds than sunshine by afternoon. A high of 87, a low 65. Sunny and 91 on Sunday with a low of 67. Sunny and hot on Monday with a high of 98 degrees with a low of 71. Partly cloudy and 93 on Tuesday with a low of 67. Sunny and 92 on Wednesday with a low of 67. Sunshine and 94 Thursday. Sunny and 96 on Friday. Aquapalooza coming up next Saturday, which is going to be a big time. Don't forget Hot Summer Nights tonight on the Bagnell Dam Strip from 5 until 10. And as they say, rain or shine. Bring out the off-road vehicles. Lots of lots of off-road vehicles is what we hope to see tonight. Every month they have a different theme for Hot Summer Nights, by the way. They'll also have the mascots from the uh, Springfield Cardinals in town. And yes... Uh, from what I understand, Ariel from The Little Mermaid will be there uh, singing some of the songs from that uh, particular movie. Uh, Little Mermaid. I guess it was a popular movie at one point. I I used to go see Disney movies all the time. My aunt would take me to see uh, like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and Pinocchio and uh, 101 Dalmatians, all of that uh, when we were little kids. We used to enjoy going to see the Disney movies, but now they crank these things out like uh, nobody's business, and there's so many, I, I couldn't even tell you how many uh, ads I've seen over the last couple of years for Disney movies, and they're just like here, and the next thing you know, they're on Blu-ray or DVD. Yeah, I mean, Ariel's, The Little Mermaid, that's like 20 years old, isn't that? That's a Is pretty it? old, yeah, it's long, I think it's, that was a while ago. I have no clue, no clue whatsoever. I'm, 83 degrees, I'm, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm, remember they used to do the Sunday night Disney movies? I remember they had uh, they had uh, Walt Disney on Sunday, uh, the, the Wonderful World of Disney on Sundays. Sometimes it was a cartoon. Sometimes it was like Daniel Boone or something right. like that. I remember watching Escape that. from Witch Mountain. They used to Escape do Escape from Witch Mountain. You know, she ended up becoming one of the house uh, the uh, with the Real Housewives of uh, L. A. Oh, okay. Uh, I can't remember her name. The, oh, no, the I know. headed girl. She's one of the Hilton. She's related to the Hiltons. Is she? Yeah. And, okay. But then she was like an alcoholic or something. Oh. They had to get her off the show. I guess. Well, she was on the show for a while. I remember her being on there. And, yeah, she was a little different. Yeah. Well, I mean, you watch that show, I think, for the train wreck. Isn't that the whole point of it? Like, if The shows are always really great for the first season when, like, they don't realize that they're on the show, uh-huh. like, what it's going to involve. And then by the fourth or fifth seasons, I think... I'm not a big watcher. My wife likes that show, so I I I sit there with her. And we watch together, basically. Come on, Dave. <laughs> Come on. Every once in a while, you find yourself getting into one of the Real Housewives shows. My guilty pleasure is Bar Rescue. Bar Rescue. There you go. Even though I know it's totally fake. <laughs> What's his name? John Taff- Taffer. Taffer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Monica can't stand that show. Like she won't even. Well, sit all he with does me. is yell at people. Oh yeah, that's he it. He goes in and tells them how you know. 
I can't believe you're doing this. I don't even know why your bar is open. The kitchen is always, you're going to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> he grabs, and then he starts smashing the food, <laughs> throwing the food everywhere. And what's funny about that is, you know, I don't know if they go out and solicit people or if, you know, people really contact the show. And you know coming in what to expect. I mean, right. he's not going to walk in the door and say, oh, wow, this is a nice place. And, wow, uh, you've got friendly uh, servers and, uh, you know, the food's great and the drinks are awesome. You know, it's always, you know, somebody's drinking on the job. One of the bartenders is always, always you know, making shots for 100%. people. 100%. <laughs> and the uh, the cook in the kitchen is, is you know, not really doing the job the way the, they should do the job. But... Like I said, I don't understand if they contact people or people contact them to to do this show. Well, there's cameras in there, right? So that's the thing that I've always thought was interesting about the show. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when they're doing the recon, you're seeing camera footage inside the bar. So it's obvious that they went inside and put cameras in there. So, Or they have a camera crew or something. So. I don't know if they take like four or five places and and say, okay, we're gonna, you might be the one we're gonna do, but we're gonna put cameras in and watch, and then they just forget that they're being watched. That's why it starts to feel like the show is not even. A I would show. almost wonder if they don't go in and put the, you know, they do do some sort of a some sort of a covert uh, plan where they go in and they put the cameras in when uh, the bar is closed, and then they don't tell certain people. That they're on camera, but I, I would think you almost have to. Well, the owner would have to know, yeah. right? You'd yeah. have to know because you got to get, get access to the place. But, yeah, it's always like they'll do the recon, and they're sitting out in the car watching. And then he's like, oh, now he's touching the chicken with his bare hands. Now he's it's Cross-contamination. Always, i got to go in there. I can't let them eat this food. <laughs> <laughs> he runs in there screaming. <laughs> but, I mean, I so I, even though I know it's a fake show, I just have to watch. It's just I don't know if it's the yelling or just the – and I always watch it, and then I look up the bar afterwards and Do like 98 percent of them are closed like like he's in there to renovate it and almost all of them are out of business like four months later after the renovation yeah i think that uh and, and normally they'll have something you know like a little at the end uh, profits have gone up 35% since they Always, yeah. know, stopped drinking on the job. Exactly. Or they'll do the thing where he measures all the, he has the thing where he measures all the alcohol, like how much they should have made off the alcohol they mm. sold and how much they made. And he's like, you're losing $30,000 a month. It's like, well, I mean, that should be a really successful business then. You when I that. hear some of the amounts of money that these people are, are what they owe, it's a it's amazing the doors are even open to begin with. Oh, yeah, they'll be like $400,000 in debt or something oh, like that. That's horrible, man. I couldn't sleep at night if I was in debt $400,000. If I was in debt $4,000. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, the idea is with if you're running a bar, uh, the bartenders, it's it's a tough business because, you know, overpouring, mm-hmm. they can uh, pour free shots for people. I had a buddy who, uh, who bought a bar that we used to go to. He thought it'd be a great idea. Uh, and, like, it didn't work out because... He couldn't handle being around drunk people all day while he was sober. Like so, you know, at noon it was it was cool, and then by two p.m. you've heard the same story from the guys at the bar, and then you've heard the same story now four times. By the time it's seven p.m., you're the only sober one. They're trying to buy you drinks. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to run a cash register. Like yeah. I can't drink with you. You know, we're trying to run a business here. The worst bars are hotel bars because of how they're run, and hotel bars, I. I've heard so many stories about hotel bars, people that have worked in hotel bars, and, and how they just, man, they they measure everything. They measure, uh, 
not only the liquor, but they measure, you know, how much you sweat while you're working and things like that. So, yeah, my friend would get to where by 10 p.m. he'd be like, that's it. And he'd throw everybody out of the bar. And basically, nice. I'm like, you can't do that. You got to stay open till like <laughs> you can't least, close it. Yeah. At least midnight, one o'clock, something like that. Yeah. Bar Rescue did one of the bars in Santa Clarita. Uh, my father-in-law used to go there and, and it was he knew the owners and everything. And it was totally fake. He said yeah. they came in and said, hey, here's what's going to happen. Oh, You're yeah. the dad. You're going to hate your son because he doesn't help you with. They basically scripted out all the family drama yeah. and then made them all kind of do it all. Well, there was that bar, and I think it was in Missouri. Might have been in Missouri. There's been a couple Missouri ones. And they had the guy, the owner of the bar, was out, you know, roughing up different people that worked there. And uh, there was a lot of different things that were going on kind of behind the scenes there. But what's amazing about a show like whatever, The Real Housewives of, of wherever, uh, is, I mean, they cannot go anywhere or do anything without getting into it. I mean, yeah, are you serious? You can't go out. For a dinner, one night with, you know, you and your husband or whoever, you and your boyfriend, with all these other couples, and can't just have a nice evening? I mean, come on. I think they provoke it, though. You oh, know, sure. They, they you know to, they do. Or they're like, okay, let's get, start drinking. You know, what's, like, what's the point of, you know, watching a show if everything's going to go nice and smooth? Yeah, I think it definitely once they, if it's calm, they start, like, double pouring the drinks <laughs> and making sure everyone's getting loose <laughs> so they can get some drama. How you feeling over there? You got a buzz? You got a buzz yet? No? Well, let's get her some more champagne or... Yeah, I think the other Tequila. one we watch, we watch uh, 90 Day Fiance, too. Uh, That's a crazy one. That's the one where they have, like, 90 days. Uh, they bring somebody in from the country, and then they have 90 days to get married on their oh, nice. K-1 visa or whatever. It never works out. Like, some gal will be, like, bring some guy in from Egypt who's yeah. Muslim, and uh, she's not Muslim. And then she starts being like, I don't like how he's trying to control me. And it's like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he comes from a country that's very controlling of their women. <laughs> Yes, yes, they like, are. You didn't see this coming? Do you watch the news? I mean, have you seen Fox News at all? <laughs> uh, we watch uh, a lot of, I watch a lot of Below Deck. Oh, yeah, we do that one. Um, I watch Deadliest Catch um, and Alone. That's a great show. Oh, I don't watch that, yeah. Where they're out there in the wilderness trying to figure out, uh, you know, if they're going to make it or not. And there's always one guy who does something like uh, really stupid. And, and you're wondering... I know that maybe you're looking for food, brother, but that is just not, you know, th th that animal's been laying there for a while. That doesn't look healthy no matter how much you cook it. You're, you're going to get sick. You know you are. So with that one, what, do they put them out in the woods or something for like seven days? There's or? eight or ten people that go out, and no, they put them out there. As, I think the goal is to stay out there at least uh, 60 days or something. But, I mean, they got a camera crew with them, too. Well, they give the, they're supposed to give them the cameras. Okay. But but some of the shots are pretty amazing, and I'm right. thinking, you know, your average Joe, just, you know, <laughs> just got handed the camera a few hours ago and probably got a little brief uh, tutorial on how to operate it properly, isn't going to go out and get shots like this. Well, yeah, it's like Survivor, right, where they're out on this island, but you know there's like a giant base camp with craft services and everything just sitting, like, on the other side of the hill <laughs> with the paramedics and everything they They've need. They've got uh, masseuse and, uh, yeah. you know, if, if, if uh, somebody wants to have a spa day, they can go you know, do that. Yeah, that host, he's not sitting out there in a tent. I mean, he's got like a trailer or something that he's living in. Well, of course. They fly him in from somewhere else. Exactly. 919 is our time, so we wanted to talk a little bit this morning about uh, upcoming elections. And I don't know uh, if we want to talk uh, about what's going to be happening here locally on August the 2nd. I know... Uh, of course, uh, a number of people are running for uh, different offices, judges and prosecutors and uh, presiding commissioners and uh, circuit clerks. Um, 
I don't think there are any ballot issues on this ballot. Uh, the the only one that might be on, I think there's the Osage Beach uh, sales tax for the fire department. Okay, okay. I, I think that's one of them, um, and that's kind of the deal. They're selling it as uh, they need a new station. Uh, I think they wanted to locate the station in a new area mm-hmm. to where it's more, basically the way Osage Beach has grown and developed, uh, it's more challenging for them to get to some areas of the town because of where the stations, one of their stations is currently located. Right, I believe right. that's one yeah. of the deals. And paramedics, I think they wanted to have a more advanced paramedic program. They were looking at trying to get some um, some vehicles, uh, I think a couple of trucks, like first responder type situation. Yeah, I know Mid-County Fire was trying to do that, yeah. except with the ARPA money. I don't know if that's what uh, Osage Beach is. I, and I guess the sell, selling point is for the sales tax, you know, they say... It, you know, it'll tax more as, you know, it's the argument for sales tax versus property tax, mm-hmm. right? That sales tax will also uh, basically the tourists will pay the sales tax also, as opposed to uh, the homeowners just paying for the property tax through property tax. So, right. And the idea is that if they get a certain amount of sales tax money, they were saying that the property tax might actually be reduced as far as what they're going to uh, request from the property owners. Well, normally if you get a good, good deal with the, uh, uh, your fire departments, uh, your fire protection districts, uh, it kind of it has a tendency to uh, reflect on your homeowner's insurance. Sometimes, oh, you sure. know, sometimes you get a, a break on the homeowner's insurance a little bit with uh, with something like that. And uh, gosh, I wish I wish people realized and understood how important it is to have. Uh, you know, people get mad all the time because they'll see the fire truck at a grocery store, they'll see the fire truck at a restaurant. Well, if a call comes in. And the guys are out grocery shopping or the guys are out eating. They have to go all the way back to the station house, get the vehicle, as opposed to having the vehicle there. And, uh, you know, it, it cuts down on response time. And trust me, they're not, they're not out joyriding, you know. Right. Hey, turn on the siren and the lights. Let's have some fun. I mean, I was a cop, so we used to always give the firefighters the business about basically cops are always jealous of the gig the firefighters have you know uh we talked about it that's why the firefighters are all buff and have calendars you don't see many cop calendars because the cops are all pasty from working midnight shifts and driving around and eating at denny's or ihop and right. stuff they're not lifting weights back at the, at the station <laughs> they've got a yeah, they don't have a gym in there for them right yeah and so you know one of the things i always uh made fun of the firefighters for and again i appreciate firefighters believe me if you ever come out to my house for an emergency i want you to know i'm big fans of you guys but uh you know police officers drive around looking for crime um and so sometimes this would happen we like, would hope where, where we were yeah some some jurisdictions they're not but uh, not here but i'm talking other areas but uh you know so the police are driving around on patrol. The firefighters are back at their station. And like in Santa Clarita, where I came from, the sheriff's station was this rundown old station. Uh-huh. But any time they built a new development, they'd build a brand new, beautiful fire station for the firefighters. Meanwhile, the poor sheriffs were still working out of this dump in the <laughs> middle of town. And, uh, you know, so I was always like, well, I mean, do the firefighters need a station, like a new station? Couldn't you just have a gravel parking lot and just go out there and drive one of the fire trucks out there and they could sit with the fire truck out there and wait for a call? I mean, if, it, if it's a deployment issue, do they have to always respond from the station? I mean, like, that's not what the police do. The police right. don't wait for call, crime calls and then leave the station to go respond to something. <clears throat> so I was always like, you could just gravel a lot and have a fire truck parked out there and the guys could get folding chairs and they could barbecue out there and... And then when a call comes in, they can respond to that gravel parking lot. 
Get get some folding chairs with barbecue. You, you talk to firefighters about changing anything about their culture. Oh man, they get so, like I would be like, we we go on a call maybe at three in the morning, and inevitably the police get there first because they're out driving. So you're usually near the call, like a medical emergency when it comes out. So we might go, and uh, I remember when I was working in Ventura, we had a call late at night. Somebody had a problem and it ended up being nothing, but the firefighters responded and checked her out, and she was fine. And uh, I was like, hey, I'm sorry to get you guys out here for this. So they're like, no, no, we're fine. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, we didn't mean to wake you up to come out here. They're, they're like, they're like, we weren't sleeping. And you can see, like, their hair is all jacked up. And, like, one guy still has, like, a pillow mark on his face. I was like, come on. Like, let's not lie about what you guys are. It's 3 in the morning. You guys weren't, like, doing squats at the fire station. We know you were asleep. <laughs> but because they do this 24-hour shift, I mean, that's their culture where they – it, it's interesting that it's still happened. I get back in the old days where, you know, in the 1920s, all the firefighters would stay at the station. They stayed there all day, and mm-hmm. then they'd respond from there. But nowadays, it's kind of like, I don't know why the firefighters still work 24-hour shifts at the station. Because technically, you are kind of paying them for times when they're not working. You're like, with police, you don't, you don't get to sit around and not do anything at the station. You're always working while you're getting paid. Those with opposing viewpoints are yeah, callers, come on and <laughs> encouraged to send your letters to. We'll give out Dave's uh, <laughs> Dave's home address. No, you, no. Can, you can stop by and, and, and visit with him personally. And I, I just mentioned it. it. It's something to consider that like police work twelve-hour shifts. Mm-hmm. Why do the firefighters work twenty-four-hour shifts at the station? Because technically, you know, they're not awake all twenty-four hours. So it is kind of an odd thing that's carried over. I think from the past. Well, here it's kind of different, you know, and I've noticed this uh, after living here for a lot of years. uh, These folks are all pretty spread out. And in order to get to uh, a call, yeah, you know, you just, and and, I mean, I think like everything else, you've got an area that's growing like we're growing. I mean, we're seeing quite a bit of growth here at the Lake of the Ozarks, and we have seen it in the last couple of years with COVID. We have to be able to, you know, have these men and women that do these jobs, uh, you know, have decent facilities and, uh, and access to uh, areas uh, and, and be able to respond to the calls a lot faster. I mean, because the lay of the land here, it's, uh, it's not always conducive to getting there in a hurry. You yeah, know? and volunteer fire departments are a totally different story, Absolutely. obviously, because they're all coming from home and they're, you know, they, they're, they're, they have to always be in, you know, on the cell phone so they can get called out. So that's kind of a different situation. Now, I'm going to get a little Jim Paisley on you here. The, it's interesting. The first fire department, I believe, was in Rome. Mm-hmm. And it was run by Crassus. And what Crassus would do is he had a fire. Rome was built like, you know, it was easy to burn. Yeah. Uh, a lot of wood. And so they had a big problem with fires. So he started his own fire department. It was a private fire department. But he was also kind of, he combined it kind of with real estate investment. So what he would do is he would respond to your house when it was on fire, and he would offer to buy your house as it was burning. And if you sold it to him, he would put out the fire. <laughs> and if you didn't, he would just wait, and the price would go down and down and down until as you're just wait. And then he would try to buy the neighbor's house. It's like, hey, your neighbor's house is on fire. You want to sell me your house? Because your house is about to burn down in about five minutes. So it was a private enterprise. Funny how uh, it seemed like the flames just jumped from house to house like that. Yeah, he became incredibly wealthy. He became one of the wealthiest men in Rome based on that private fire department. He owned, he owned darn near everything. 927 is our time. So we started talking a little bit about uh, the elections. I, we got I, sidetracked. I we, we sidetracked it's easy to do this morning. I'm telling you what. <laughs> 
It's not hard at all. Um, commission. We got the commission one, right? Uh, we've got the uh, Camden County presiding commissioner's race, which has been one of the more interesting that I've experienced over the years. Got a lot of different folks that yep. uh, are involved in this one. You've got uh, Lydia Porter. You've got Chris Franken. You've got Ike Skelton. You've got the incumbent, Greg Hasty. You have uh, Nathan Patton, I believe. Uh, is, is he still running? He's still running. He's still on there. I haven't seen him in anything. I, I think he's, I don't know if he, when he's going to start. I haven't seen many signs for him. But. Yeah. Well, I know we're going to be having a candidate forum that uh, is going to be on the 25th. Uh, Lake TV will cover that. We'll also carry the audio from that here on uh, Key Radio, so you can look forward to that. But uh, it's forums are a lot different than debates. Forums, you're asked a question, and then you're given the opportunity to respond. But I would suggest anyone who is going to a forum, do not respond by saying, well, I agree with my candidate. Uh, I, I, I agree with, with my colleague. Please don't do that, because if you do, more than likely, a lot of people aren't going to vote for you because they want to be able to hear what you think, and they want to know what's on your mind about various issues. And, you know, as far as the issues go, I think uh, roads uh, and bridges and things like that, infrastructure, I think that should be top uh, top shelf as far as some of the things that they're going to discuss, because I would be interested to know... Uh, if these uh, people who are well, candidates, you know, the incumbent probably knows what's going on there. Uh, do all of the candidates uh, know uh, what's going on there as well in terms of roads and bridges and how desperately we need roads and bridges in this area and how desperately uh, the roads we have need uh, repair? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on the forum thing. That's always frustrating when people are like, well, I think this gentleman next to me, I agree with him. I'm like, then why are you running? Yeah. Why you? Like, you're basically just agreeing with everything. You should just drop out and let that guy do it because yeah. it sounds like he agrees with you on everything. You two sit down, share your ideas, <laughs> tell him what you think, and and, uh, and and let him run. Yeah, it, I, I think it is, it's going to be interesting to see what some of their positions are. I mean, obviously, you've got an incumbent. The challenge of being an incumbent is if your challenger has a good idea about something, mm-hmm. it's hard to take that idea because they'll say, well, you've been here eight years, so why didn't you just do that? Like, you you know, you have to kind of defend your position and your policies. So there is some advantage to being a challenger, I think, because you can have new ideas, and the incumbent can't really glom onto your idea and try to take it for their own, you know. Uh, but you obviously always have a big advantage being an incumbent because people just say, I'm just going to vote for whoever's in the job right now. Yeah. They just don't want change. As long as there's not a whole lot of problems. But, uh, again, that's uh, up to the voters to decide. 931, we're going to step aside and take a moment to uh, refresh your memory with some information. Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com. Chris Schneider with a check of sports from Lake TV. It's all here on The Key. Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, July 8th. A Camden woman was seriously injured in a golf cart accident Wednesday morning. As a 12-year-old girl was driving a Yamaha golf cart down a hill, the cart struck a curb and ejected 72-year-old Michelle Udy. Udy sustained serious injuries and was transported to University Hospital by helicopter. 
The first annual shootout for the shootout kicks off this weekend. On Sunday, beginner to advanced sporting clay shooters are welcome to the Missouri Trap Association for a chance to win a Kohler shotgun. The 100-round event in Lynn Creek is to support shootout charities, and sign-ups are still open to the public. For interest in competing or sponsoring, more information can be found at lakeofthezarkshootout.com. If you have a new driver out on the roads this summer, the Teen Defensive Driving Program may be just for them. The Be Responsible and Keep Everyone Safe Program, or BREAKS, will be in Jefferson City Saturday and Sunday, offering free behind-the-wheel instruction from professionals. Top Fuel Drag Racing champion Doug Herbert has trained more than 50,000 teens to date with the program, and yours could be the next. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. Redbirds and Royals continue play tonight. They've got new series that get underway, both at home. The Cardinals at home against the Phillies. They played the Phillies just last weekend, losing two out of three on the road there. The Cardinals have been struggling of late. And the Royals back at home to open a weekend series against Cleveland of course, Cleveland now the Guardians. They used to be the Indians. I don't know why they have to keep up all this political correctness, but it'll be the Guardians in Kansas City to play the Royals for a three-game series starting tonight. NASCAR moving to Atlanta. They'll race there this weekend as the 13th different winner this year, Tyler Reddick, won the stop last weekend, Wisconsin. So with seven races left before the cutoff race at Daytona, there are currently Three playoff positions available on points. Reddick's win last week bumped uh, the 10th place finisher, Kevin Harbick, below the playoff cut line last week. So, again, they'll be in Atlanta this weekend. Remember last weekend we were celebrating the July 4th holiday, the weekend, all that. They had that big hot dog eating contest. Joey Chestnut winning his 15th 4th of July hot dog eating contest. How many could you eat? At one sitting. Well, Mr. Chestnut took down 63, and that's not even his world record, which is 76. No hot dogs eating this weekend. NFL, the training camps are coming fast. Of course, the Chiefs will open training camp July 26th in St. Joe. Football, not that far off. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. That's right. He's pretty. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows, including the classic game of the week. You can see it tonight. 
You can see Lake TV's Classic Game of the Week every Tuesday and Friday night at 8.32. Be sure to check it out, one of the great classic games from over the years on Lake TV. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7, 365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. Our underwriters are who makes the programming possible on Key Radio. And thank you to Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about the history of Victoria Station and how you might have to just use your nose with some of the unique products they offer at Victoria Station. The Victoria Station has been around for 37 years now. We're a family-owned business. We've been in our location for 27. We're veteran-owned, family-run. We carry lots of different product categories, from greeting cards to home fragrances, uh, lamps, potpourri. There are certain products that you have to smell. Those home fragrance things, the candles, the potpourri lines, the fragrance oils, that, yeah, you need to smell it to see if that's what you want your own home to smell like. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. 938, welcome back. 83 degrees on our way to a high today of around 95 and uh, maybe a stray shower or thunderstorm working its way across the area today. We had that uh, nice little shower and thunderstorm activity early this morning and uh, cooled things down considerably, but that is starting to kind of turn around just a little bit. Looking at uh, what we have on the radar at this point, I uh, really don't see a whole lot in the general area. There is some activity off to the uh, east-northeast through portions of Miller County from just south of Eldon, down to uh, right around the middle of the county, and then uh, up in the northeastern corner as well. Some of that sprinkles down into portions of, uh, looks like, uh, Pulaski County, and on uh, down to the uh, southeast of the Tri-County region. But uh, maybe a stray shower or thunderstorm. Uh, then for tonight, uh, we'll hit a high of 96, it says now, and a low of 72, which is nice. That'll be some good weather for hot summer nights. 86 and clouds tomorrow morning with sunshine by the afternoon. Sunny and 90 on Sunday. 98 and sunny on Monday. Partly cloudy on Tuesday with a high of 93. 92 and sunshine on Wednesday. Sunny and 94 on Thursday. Sunny and 96 a week from today. 
And as I said, don't forget we have uh, we have Aquapalooza. Dave, have you been to Aquapalooza yet? I have not. No. It started out years ago. Now I remember Aquapalooza when it was like uh, something that they had on one particular day, and it was like nationwide. They had different Aquapalooza events in different uh, places all over the country. I'm guessing it involves water. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, Aquapalooza. Very good. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Second cup of coffee, folks. That's uh, <laughs> that's the cop in him right there. That's right. Aquapalooza. Does that have anything to do with water? I, I don't know what the palooza part is. <laughs> well, there's all kinds of paloozas. You know, there's uh, uh, when uh, Ike Skelton comes in sometimes, I call that Ikeapalooza. Okay, so it's like it's like gravel gate, water gate. You just put a palooza on the end of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. People are still doing that. Nice. So you work that in. Uh-huh. Very, very nice just gravel gate. First thing that, that came to mind. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's that's how it is. That's uh, something to keep in mind when we were talking about uh, elections and things along those lines. And have there been any issues or problems uh, during a particular person's time in office? Uh, I guess it's all in how you look at it. I, I, I really do. But now that I understand how Gravelgate works or worked or how it uh, all kind of came about, I would say, yeah, that was maybe just a little bit of a problem. Yeah, so you got a presiding commissioner who's basically been in, in office for eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the incumbent. He was recently directed by the AG's office to attend Sunshine Law training because uh, apparently there was a violation. Whoops. Uh, yeah, so they, they had a secret meeting they weren't uh-huh. supposed to have. And so the concern there is obviously if... I'm, you know, I'm not the commissioner job. I don't know if it's a, it's as much of a concern about what party the candidates are in. You know, are they Republican or Democrat or, or I think at this point all of them are Republicans. Mm-hmm. But really, it's local stuff they're going to be handling. So you don't, I don't know if it really matters what, what their national politics are as far as. But my thing is just, you know, I'm really about transparency mm-hmm. and having more business in public so we can see what's going on. Right. Because, you know, if, if they're having private meetings, uh, you can't say for sure that there's anything corrupt going on, but it sure gives a perception that why would you not do this meeting in public if there was nothing wrong with it? Well, it uh, is obviously something that uh, people will be thinking about as they head to the polls. And, uh, and then, of course, um, your, uh, your various uh, candidates who are running for the first time for public office some of them have some of them uh, have uh, have run before for various offices but this is uh, going to be interesting and and you know much like i was talking last hour with bev allen with the concerned women for america of missouri you really want to make sure that you understand what's going on on the local level because local politics is uh, going to be something that uh, uh, really hits home more so than state and and uh, federal and if you uh, understand what's going on locally, you more than likely can uh, can adjust accordingly, as they say. But uh, you have the uh, presiding commissioner's race. You have the uh, Camden County prosecutor's race. You have the uh, Camden County circuit clerk's race. You yep. have uh race for, uh, I believe, associate circuit judge. Yes. Yeah, there's uh, two judge races. One is Fozzie Simons running. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Bridges. But, but no signs for Fozzie's run is kind of unusual because I haven't seen any signs for it. Um, so it's, you know, I guess he is running, but I, you know, I just, I haven't seen any kind of, he hasn't talked about it. He hasn't gone to any public forums really that I've seen. I've had him on a couple of times here uh, in uh, the last couple of months. 
and he has not brought it up one time. Yeah, I mean, he's a good guy. I like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's strange. So I, I don't know what the strategy is there. Uh, yeah, Ryan Bridges against Heather Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan's a friend of mine. Just I know Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, he's local guy, wants to wants to just run to be judge. And my impression is he's not looking to use this as a position to move on to another position. You know how they do it. Like Eric Schmidt, I'm going to be the AG, and then I'm going to get to be the U.S. Like Josh Hawley. <laughs> right, just like Josh Hawley. But, yeah, my impression is Ryan, when I talk to him, he just wants to be a, a judge here in Camden County. He's not interested in, in doing anything past that. You know, he'd be happy with that job. Uh, Heather Miller has been appointed to both of her jobs. So she got appointed as the uh, prosecuting attorney, and then she got appointed to, to a position as a judge. So this is actually her first election. So it should be interesting. I mean, it's kind of the, you know, Ryan's the guy that's from here, and Heather's kind of, while well, she's been here for a while, she's not really from here, you know. So sometimes that matters locally, mm-hmm. like who you know, family yeah. family connections, and as far as, uh, you know, having your name out there. So, yeah, I think that's actually going to be a pretty interesting race. That one might be close, so I don't know which way that one's going to go. I think that uh, at this particular point, you know, it would be nice to see everybody play nice, but... They've been the Miller Bridges race has not been contentious. No, so not at all. I think both of them have been, you know, pretty. And I wasn't referring to the two of them as far as playing right. nice. I mean, we've got what? It's uh, today's the seventh. No, today's the eighth. Yeah, today's the eighth. Um, so less than a month, we'll have the primary, and then uh, on November the eighth, we'll have the general election. But uh, all of these uh, county elections. And the races for judge and things along those lines will be settled on August 2nd. I just love all the signs. Man, they are, like, going all in on signs. Like, like Karen Clopton has signs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I was out west. And it's signs. You, could, you, you can't go a quarter mile without seeing one of her signs. I just wish that, you know, once the election was over, people would get out there and take them down as fast as they want to put them up. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, the other interesting thing is I think there's a lot of... Uh, you know, there's a lot of study into how to do the signs. Mm-hmm. Like, if you'll notice, like, Rochelle's signs for prosecutor, they stand out because it's blue with her name in gold. Mm-hmm. And so you do notice them much more than the others. You know, when they're in a sea of other signs. Is I that think, her support for Ukraine? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but, yeah, it's gold. I don't know if it's, that's yellow, I uh, think. But, okay. But, yeah, so, I mean, it, 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 I think that's an intentional thing where you can have a sign that really stands out in a group of signs. Um there's a way to do everything. Yeah, and like putting your whether to put your picture on or not to put your picture on a sign. Like there's studies is what impact that has. It actually has different impact on women voters as opposed to men voters statistically. Uh, you know, it's just that some of it's you can get pretty deep into all that stuff. But clearly, people are spending a lot of money on signs because they are everywhere. Yeah, and you know, like um, in Camdenton, right there, as you pull out of Walmart, they're all across the street. Uh, from the uh, from the intersect or from the uh, stoplights, <clears throat> when you're getting ready to pull out onto 54 and go uh, east or west, and uh, yeah, there there's there's a big grouping of them there. Um, yeah, and the whole idea you have to get permission. Like suddenly, somebody who owned a little strip of land that was never useful, you're getting all these calls all the time. Can I put up a sign. Yeah, that's right. And I I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot of people are just like, yeah, they let anyone put up a sign, but some people are are. You know, they'll only let people that they're supporting put right, up a sign. Right. I think some people have the philosophy that I don't want to make either side angry, so I just let anyone who wants to put up a sign up there. So, yeah, because I would imagine that has a little bit of uh, 
uh, of a backlash depending on whose sign is on your property and if they uh, know who owns that uh, property and they'll say oh well you supported so and so and I'm not I, I'm not shopping at your store anymore well you can tell too because like some signs you can tell by the candidates like some will have only certain candidates not mm-hmm. others like maybe they'll have an Ike Skelton sign and no hasty signs on their property and so you're like okay that's pretty clear yeah <laughs> well. which way they're going I know that uh, there are certain locations around the area where you're always going to see those signs, no doubt about it. And so the uh, the fact of the matter is, is it, I wonder if it's whoever gets there first. You know, whoever, if you know you're going to run, and so you're already out scoping the area as far as where to put your signs, where you're going to get it's the, a lot of work, get the most visibility, putting up signs and. The other thing now, and this isn't so much locally because I haven't really seen anything in the mailbox locally, but. Getting all of these little pamphlets or uh, these uh, cards, you know, vote the, for. The mailers. Yeah. yeah, the mailers are, to me, I, I just, I feel like those are a waste of time. I'm still getting them from California. <laughs> they they sent us a ballot. To, they sent us ballots to our uh, post office box in Lake Ozark. We've been, there, we've been here for two years. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they're just open, you know. Eh, let's try it anyway and see what happens. <laughs> I didn't let's, vote. I didn't fill it out. Let's uh, let's see what happens. And and then now, <clears throat> of course, with the advent of uh, cell phones and computers, uh, I don't. Uh, I really haven't seen much on uh, any of the social media stuff, and maybe that's because they don't want to take a position on it. Because much like the uh, the signs, if they uh, go one way or the other then uh, that is obviously going to make some people mad. And they could they could say, oh, well, I don't want to be on Facebook anymore. Well, there's still millions and millions and millions of people. I don't think one or two people dropping off is, is going to hurt their business a whole lot. They'd have to do something uh, uh, really, really, really severe in order to upset the apple cart too much there. However, um, cell phones, man, I got uh, – I'm trying to see if uh, – there was one that I had the other day. Oh, here's the one. Uh, this ad for a sworn affidavit from Eric Greitens, former wife, reveals a man who is unfit to serve in the U.S. Senate. Watch for yourself and learn more here. RealGreitens.com. Paid for by Show Me Values Pact, not authorized by any candidate or candidates. Um, it says reply stop, which I immediately did. <laughs> right. Well, the funny thing about that one, that could be from... Any Republican candidate, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like because yeah, this is that's the Senate vote is that weird one where you're you're you the Democrats might actually vote in the Republican primary for Greitens because they think that's the hope they think he's a easier candidate to beat. Uh, the problem's going to be that's going to backfire. I think that's that's they they would only have themselves to blame if he gets elected then because when it comes down to the general election, I don't know if it matters who's in that. Who's who's the nominee from the Republican Party? I think most Missouri Republicans are just going to check the R box and move on. <sighs> Though I heard Vicki Hartzler is in the lead in the latest poll, which is news. The uh, and, and Ike and I were talking about that the other day. That the uh, he had, I think his the poll that he was referring to had Greitens in the lead, and I said, well, gosh, I saw one from. Uh, uh, Another group that had uh, Vicki Hartzler, as you mentioned, in the lead. And uh, Greitens was second, and uh, Eric Schmidt was third. 
And they've all been to the area, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, Greitens came out recently. Yeah. That was the one where I wouldn't sit through it because they kept making me move around for the picture shots. <laughs> <laughs> they, maybe they were trying to find my good side. <laughs> he, he wasn't at all concerned about the voting uh, public as much as he was concerned about having a nice uh, nice piece of uh, video to, uh, to run on yeah. TV or... What have you? At my age, I just don't like being told what to do, so I just <laughs> I just walked out. I can I can understand that. I can understand how that would uh, seemingly be a problem. Yeah, so I think Vicky getting the nomination from the Republicans would be good for in general. Mm-hmm. And though again, I wasn't a huge fan of any of the candidates, so it's kind of you know what do you do? I wonder though, as as this thing really starts to play out, and and I've talked about this before. Are we really getting the best of the best, the cream of the crop, or are we just getting people who have a lot of money to spend? And it would be nice to somehow level the playing field so that you can get maybe a little bit more broader idea of who is running and and, and what their values are, what their morals are. You know, do they really have a plan to do something different uh, as opposed to the same old, same old. You know what I mean? Well, it's that's one of the things I, I talked uh, to people when I was talking about Ike Skelton. You know, whether you agree with – the problem we've seen is, you know, if there's 30 issues that, that you could ask a candidate a question about, uh, when I first saw Ike get up, you know, people asked him on those 30 issues, and then if, like, one of them they disagreed with, then they get mad. So I'm like, you got a big room of people in here. Uh, no one person is going to agree with you on all 30 of those issues. Sure. So the, what you should really look at is you've got somebody who's willing to be honest about uh, how they feel about certain issues and not isn't just going to tell you whatever you, you want to hear. Because mm-hmm. that person, you'll walk away from the, the question asking, thinking, oh, yeah, he agrees with me on everything. And then he gets elected, and then he just does whatever he was going to do anyway. Basically, mm-hmm. He just lied to you. The person lied to you. At, at least with Ike, he was willing to say, no, I'm, I don't believe in what you're suggesting. I would do something differently mm-hmm. than that. So there's no point in getting mad about it. There's no human being that's going to agree with you on everything. So... I'd rather have a candidate who's honest about it, how they feel about things, and give you straight answers. Yeah, they might not do what you would want them to do on all 30 issues, but, hey, are they uh, honest? Are they going to be transparent? Are they not going to be corrupt? Those are the values at this point that I'm looking for in a public official. Well, and the thing about it is is that uh, we've already suggested to people don't say, ah, I agree with my colleague. Yeah, I mean... that roads and bridges are important uh, here in Camden County. Right. I mean, that's there. Yeah. So, like, like even with the candidate, like, like Lydia Porter, I'm not a hundred percent sure what her, what she wants to do. I need. I guess I maybe need to go to some more events for her because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I didn't hear it. I think I saw one thing where you know she basically was, you know, it was what everybody else is saying. I didn't see anything that really stood out mm-hmm. out of the pack. Um, and she went. I guess she went and met with the. Uh, the, the Democrats, uh, their central committee, which is fine. But, I mean, the, the I don't mind. Uh, ideally, a, a, a county commissioner would serve everyone, regardless of their political affiliation. Exactly. And the job, really, like I said, doesn't involve a lot of national politics. So it's basically just handling local business honestly. Yeah. And the, but the concern is you want to make sure that 
they say the same thing to the same groups. They don't go to one group and say, oh, I'm, in the, I'm a lifetime member of the NRA, mm-hmm. and I believe this and this, and then go to talk to a Democrat group and be like, oh, I hate guns. Or like, uh, you, know, you just want to make sure they're going to be saying the same stuff, and they're not trying to play, just tell people what they want to hear. So. And that's a big thing. And, and, and that's another thing when it comes to finally getting to that particular point. If you, uh, you know, are successful and you win the election and you actually get into elected office, how does that change your outlook? How does that change your viewpoint? How does that change how you feel about certain issues? I would imagine there are probably people at some point who, you know, they, they get to, you know, the land of milk and honey and they realize, oh, wow, this is... Uh, Sure. Pretty amazing. This is uh, this isn't uh, bad at all. I, or, I really or, like this. Or maybe they appreciate all the problems their predecessor had to deal with. You know, it, it is. Uh, I know better than anybody, folks. It's much easier to criticize people than to actually oh, do sure. the job. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so sometimes you don't have that perspective until you're actually sitting in the throne, and then you're like, oh wow, this is kind of a tough. Well, job. and and I think that's uh, certainly the way things are for a lot of different things. I mean, people, you know, they think. Oh, radio guys, all we do is just sit here and, you know, talk for a few hours, read the newspaper, you know. Or if you're, uh, you know, jock at a, uh, a music station that, you know, you just put in the CD and pick the song and then just kick back and relax and take a nap or whatever. And not since I've been doing this gig have I ever seen uh, or experienced any of that. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything because I'm probably going to take a nap after this. Are you? So. Okay, well, good for you. <laughs> Get home, take a nap. <laughs> I actually, uh, I'm working this evening, so I will, uh, I'm, I might <clears throat> grab a quick little cat nap in there about 1 or 2 o'clock today before I have to zip on down to the strip and take care of business with the hot summer nights. I might come down to that. What's the parking like down there? Is oh, it pretty, it's, uh, is you it know, busy? Yeah, it's it's relatively busy. I mean, there's plenty of places to park. Okay. You might have to walk a little bit, but that's the whole point of the strip. You know, you walk from one end to the other. And... Yeah, I haven't been to it. I might go. Tonight, they are celebrating uh, those of us, uh, or those of you, rather, not those of us, those of you who have, uh, like, uh, off-road vehicles, like, uh, you know, Jeeps and things like that. You like kicking up the dirt, like kicking up the mud. Tonight's the night for you. And they'll also... Uh, the mermaid, she's going to be there. Uh, Ariel. Yeah. The, the, how does, I, how's she on land? I thought she, what's she going to, how's she going to get around? I've got a big tank of water. <laughs> can you, is there, a, can you throw like bags, I drop her in there? It's like a dunk tank? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. We'll, we'll, I'm, I'm okay. sure they got it covered just in case. You said there's going to be water. <laughs> if she, if she starts getting uh, uh, too dry, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll follow her with a hose or something. Yeah. I just think it's an interesting choice for a costume. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and then you've got the two uh, mascots from the uh, Springfield Cardinals that'll be there. Is that a bird? One's a bird, and the other's a dog. Okay. And so they'll uh, they'll be there for uh, for photo ops. And uh, Charcoal Chuck, have you ever seen uh, anybody that does the drawings with, like, the charcoal pencil? I haven't. I've seen the ones where they do the little animated sketches of people that make their heads look really big. Yeah. Like with me, they don't caricatures. Need, they don't need to make it any bigger. It's just the same size, <laughs> the, the scale. <laughs> extra large helmet in the U.S. Army. Always hard to find one. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. You had to have an extra large I helmet. Always had to have an extra large helmet. Got all that uh, gray matter up there. We're trying to protect, right? Exactly. Well, however the elections play out, um, you know, again, do your research, folks, and uh, we've got uh, at least one more candidate forum coming up. I believe it's going to be at uh, the Lake Area Chamber, which is out there 
off of, uh, well, it's on, uh, out there at Wilmore Lodge. And so as we get a little closer, we'll give you some more details because they will have the information. Uh, <clears throat> we'll be uh, carrying that on Lake TV and also carrying the audio from that event here on Key Radio. So make sure you uh, tune in and check it out. We're just about ready to put this one to bed. Dave Moppin, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, d- let's just vote for people who are honest and trustworthy because at least then we know what they're going to do. I, I d- can't follow that with anything. <laughs> I don't have anything to say at that. Uh, I, guess I might see you tonight. At we'll this see. particular juncture. I'm going to make it down there. I want to see this mermaid. See Dave on, uh, on the Bagnell Dam Strip enjoying hot summer nights. Folks, we're at 81 degrees, 98 the expected high for today. Uh, I'm sorry, 96 they've updated it. K2.